You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. HuntStand is the most popular and functional mobile hunting app on the market. With a variety of base maps to choose from, satellite imagery that is updated every month, the ability to check the weather, no property information, and even catalog your trail cam picks, HuntStand even gives you the ability to import pins and location markers from other mobile apps. Visit HuntStand.com or download wherever you download your apps. Enter discount code SN20 at checkout for 20% off. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Welcome to... Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Hey. Oh, I've been fired. I see. I've been fired. Holy hell. You got to show up first. I'll am fire I, you Am first. I talking to a freaking ghost right now? <laughs> He's back. Go ahead, Micah. Go ahead. Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast, where Andy has finally made it. <laughs> Thank you. And Micah just didn't say my name at all this yeah, time. And, hey, yeah. Nate's, Nate's here, too. Nate's Nathan, here. Nathan's over oh. here. So. Been holding up, down guys? the fort, you know. How you guys been? We've missed you, man. I know. No, you guys will. Been, uh, no, 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 no. I don't want to start shit right now, but you don't listen to our show. Probably not. I've been talking to He's been shit. talking mad shit on you <laughs> for about five weeks. How he'd beat you up in a fight. I said the first time, if Andy listens to any of our show, the first time he walked down to this basement, you guys are going to get a fist fight. I, I don't think. Now we're I'm going to have to specifically go back and listen to uh You're going to have to. You're going to have to. I listened to Zach's last week. I think he called you a bitch last week, just so you know. See, I haven't got to the end of it. You must be doing it in the No, outro. it was at the beginning. I don't it know was, if I must, said... It must not have been Zach's. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember, man. I've been talking a little crap, but I don't lie. <laughs> it was all out of love. And, and he, brought up, he brought up the wrestling match you guys had a few years ago in Colorado that he won with a big old dip in. <laughs> Dude, I had a bum knee and my pack was on. We're next to the tarp you're, you're, first or the off, tent. Okay. All of those are false. All, your Every pack state. Was not on. <laughs> Your pack was not on. We were we were about to get on the four wheelers. We're next to the tent. There's I'm, I'm the one with the bum knee. Things there. <laughs> there's there's knees that were bad on the trip. I, ju- I just ate breakfast. <laughs> I hadn't pooped yet. Uh, We've been up to man. How's farming going? Working farming. It, we're getting there. We're getting close. About, about done harvest. Yeah. That's but it's good. been you know surprisingly good. Um, we've been pretty fortunate with the drought we've had. We have the crops we have, so I'm not going to complain at all. But uh, it's been long just because, I, I mean, I made it tonight because it rained uh, Monday and Tuesday. Monday and Tuesday. Finally. Yeah. The first time since, like, literally September. The, r- the September. rain? Yeah. 
Actually, um, before that, July. Dude, you, there's been some field fires going all over the place. Yeah, you know, before Missouri that, was on fire there for a little bit. Yeah. Just everywhere. Everywhere yeah. there was fires. So, yeah, really haven't had a, too much of a break from harvest. Been pretty much straight through. So the good news is we'll probably, like, realistically finish earlier than we normally do. Mm-hmm. The bad news is it feels like I've been, like, doing it forever. Right. So. I mean, pretty much ever since we got back from Colorado, mm-hmm. you've been. Been a tractor. Been yeah. Legit have. I mean, every day after work and jumping a tractor and weekends and it's been uh, uh been long. And then a baby as well, so have you been able to well, I know, but uh, <laughs> just for we listeners, know. have you been able to do any hunting? Uh I've been four times. As a matter of fact. Been four times this year so far. So Well why don't you tell us about the you know, the most recent time? So, you know, conveniently enough, I did listen to Zach's show last week, talk about ground hunting, and uh, I was on my way to, this was yesterday actually, I was on my way to the, the stand, and I, it just rained, so it was quiet, I could sneak real real easy through. Hey, and, that uh, was nice. Oh, yeah. And the property I had, actually, I had, Nate recommended uh, I go back to the stand on a cornfield, and that's what I decided I was going to try to make it to, I was rushing uh, after work. Nate and Pat. Also, and Pat Pat agreed. agreed with me. He agreed. Yeah, both smart. Micah guys. wouldn't give me a recommendation, so he didn't reply. No. I was busy. Yeah, doing what? Hunting, hauling gas, <laughs> <laughs> hauling gas and kicking. No, yeah. <laughs> damn it, Bobby. But uh, so yeah, on this property, I've mowed trails from where I parked my truck, and for this purpose of you know trying to get in and out of places um, with a skitzer, I've mowed trails through the timber, and. In, I have a feeling it's going to be pretty freaking loud when it's dry because there's leaves, I mean, everywhere. Yeah. But it was super quiet, so I started sneaking through the timber. Uh, there's like six does out in the field um, to the west of me, and one of them kind of knew something was up. She had me pegged a little bit, but I was able to kind of just move slow, kind of, you know, what, what Zach was talking about, that one-two, one-two. I could keep it like a, a good pace and like not move real fast. Right. And uh, got past them. Uh, I think I did bounce one doe that was, like, bedded right on the trail. And uh, I was almost ready to come out into the field, like, spits me out to this field. And I look over, and I seen something glare. And I seen the glare off of this deer's back. And I looked, and I looked, holy crap, that's a big body deer. And I look, he has his head down. About that time, he picks his head up. And he had, I mean, real good spread on him. He probably... I don't know. In my mind, thirty inch spread. That's a huge bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's immediately it's one of those things. He picks his head. I'm like bad shooter. shooter. Yeah, like, it's shooter. no doubt type deal. At least for me, I'm uh, gonna I'm gonna send it. Yeah. And so uh, I had my my grunt tube. I just bought. Uh, oh, what's it called? The extinguisher. Extinguisher. Damn right you did. I just bought the extinguisher because uh, I lost my other grunt tube I normally use, and. Uh, so I, I happen to have it with me. I just popped it out of the box. So I, you know, grunted at him. And he looked, just kind of stared at me, you know, stared in that direction, like kind of leaned back and forth a little bit. And I, you know, waddled his head back and forth and end up going back to what he was doing and end up just walking around this corner behind some cedar trees out of sight and just walking away from me. I was like, okay, well, that didn't work. He's not real. He knows I'm here. He knows the deer's here. So I just, in my bag, I had the black racks. So I just got those out. And I literally hit those together maybe three times. And, you know, just started. And all of a sudden, he came from around the different, like, he had moved farther than I thought. Mm-hmm. 
And so by the time I picked him up moving, he was like jumping, like running through the brush towards me. It's like, oh crap. So I dropped the, the black racks, picked up the, uh, picked up my bow, got uh, my release on. And by that time he is like, I don't know, 15 yards and just like screeching halt. And he sees me or sees something. He's staring right through like a hole through me. I'm like, oh crap. Well, what do I do? You know, just, it, and it's all happening. Of course, super fast. Super fast. Yeah. It's like, okay. So I remember, I mean, Zach was talking about drawing. I get to, you know, time your draws and make sure they're not looking at you. He's staring right through me and I like, <laughs> Okay, so I just like hey it. hey, can you look away from me for a second? <laughs> right, there's no turn your head, squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> there's no like getting around because like, he was going to bust. It's just how quick. So I just went ahead and I mean I just right at him and I just drew real slow and smooth. I didn't like make any jerky movements. Real smooth, I got and I settled my pin, and he was quartered to me super hard, to the point I was like, do I go frontal shot? Like he's so close enough, it would work. Can I front? I was like, I can't. He's not. I can't quite get on that side of the front shoulder it's like all right i'm gonna to have to go behind the shoulder but i was like and then you know I'm, this is all happening like just in you know milliseconds yeah. these thoughts aren't going through your head like they are coming out your mouth right now right and so then i go i go behind his shoulder i'm like it's gonna exit back in the guts like there's no good shot like i so then i'm floating my pin back and forth and i'm, I'm panicking almost and then he, he you know he just kind of blows just a little bit just on a quick blow and he, he starts bouncing off he doesn't flag he just bounces off i'm like Okay, he didn't flag. He stops in the exact original spot I seen him in. And so he came to 15. He probably went back to 45, 50. And he's standing there looking back. So I just grunted again. I didn't know what, I don't know. I grunted at him. He looked again, looked back and forth, looked back over his shoulder the other way. When he looked the other way, I grabbed my stuff and I tried to slide around this tree to maybe get an angle to shoot. And then he just put his head down and walked back into the timber. Hmm. And, gone sucks but i would i would i would guess him 160 i mean low 160s probably i don't know shooter 150s 160s to me i'm shooting see him again best thing i've ever purchased i've got a love-hate relationship with those two things that extinguisher is the best ground call in the world the only thing i don't like about it i liked about my old uh tube i had it had a little deal you could snort wheeze in it. No, yeah, this does not have it. I've never snort wheezed though with a grunt tube. I just do it. Yeah, so, I, have, so, I probably would. I mean, you know, uh, that that has never bothered me as much as I love that extinguisher. I do not like the black rack. I love the black rack. I I just I, I I never enjoyed it. I don't know why. That infomercial got you, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I think they come in a pack too when you buy them, but uh, I've always just used a bag. You know, yeah. and so it's easier to. The bag is but, so much easier to yeah. transport around, but I do like I can control. I feel like I can control the sound of the right, black right, rack right. better, and it's not you know real antlers. They over time they kind of lose their sound and lose their mm-hmm. whatever density. Um, these I just I have tied together the rope. Funny, them funny you should say that because there's literally a black rack sitting in my basement right now that you could have just had. I didn't buy. I've had the black rack. For oh, have years. you really? Yeah, I've had that for. I don't know, five years or so. Yeah. Uh, the but, extinguisher but the extinguisher is like, badass. Yeah. Because what I like about I like it the is sound you, can, that you know, you can make yourself sound like a, a younger buck, uh, an older buck, a doe, fawn, doe, yep. buck. And it doesn't freeze up because you can slide that reed, mm-hmm. um, which like when it's cold outside, I'll slide it before I use it yeah. anyways, just in case. But anyway. Yeah. I like it. 
That sucks, though. But you saw a badass deer. I mean, it sucks, but it doesn't. It's one of those, like, I had a huge dopamine dump. I had adrenaline. It was just, like, massive. And then what this bastard do to us the rest of the night? Oh, seven, <laughs> eight, nine, ten, twelve. I think he... I saw 18, 18 does today. 18 deer. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I bumped one walking in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it does. I couldn't hunt, so it didn't yeah. matter. So I was happy to hear it. We're just happy to have you back so that we're talking about this I'm stuff. happy to be back. I miss kind of talking to you guys and people about hunting. And I really hope you're ready to bring the uh, action on the dad joke at the end of the show. He still but runs it on. He here. does. No, I'm just saying at the end of the show, I hope you're ready. He, I hope you're prepared because I'm not doing a good job. Just saying. You know. That is factual. For well, sure. At least I'm trying, you know. But okay. I might not be a good person, but at least I show up. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I put in the effort. But let's get into today's show. Yeah. Today yeah. we have... And by, I'm going to Mike a slide. Because you're right. I haven't listened to some of the shows. <laughs> no, you really haven't. Which is cool. I mean, you know, I have to listen to them because I'm OCD and I want to make sure the quality yeah. comes through. But, uh, you know... My only opportunity is really in the office. Like if I was like to put the podcast oh, on the office. Don't worry. He talks shit on how you how you choose to listen to things on in your tractors too. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. <laughs> I mean the tractor literally has a radio in it, but I know, like, that's what Mike is. is. <laughs> Just put it on ninety four point one. Listen to country music. One oh three nine curly country, all right? <laughs> Oh, that was funny. You're going to have to go back and listen to pretty much every intro for the last, well, since we got back from Colorado. <laughs> and he's just going to be all up your ass, I'm telling you. I, I've listened to a few in the beginning who's giving me some shit, like right I've, after we got back. I've been nice to you. Mm -hmm. But he's not very nice, just so you know. <laughs> I'm just joking around. I don't mean hate Are you? I think that one week you said, I am dead ass serious. About what? You didn't say that. Yeah, I'm just I don't trying think to get you in trouble now. All right, today's show. <laughs> we got a cool show today. Um, this came up social media out of, the, out of the blue. Social media. Yeah, I don't want to give social media any credit because I hate it. But in this case, more than likely, you guys saw the picture. Yeah, yeah. it's everywhere. Yep. Fella named Chase Watson out of Northeast Arkansas killed a badass deer, by the way, but also fell out of the tree that same hunt. Yeah, that same moment almost. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it was all over social media. Uh, I saw it, read about it a little bit, and reached out to him. Uh, first off, I was like, "Hey, dude, you all right?" <laughs> and then, if you, when you ever get better, we'd love to have you on. I think it'd be a cool, sh cool story. And uh, he replied and came on the show. Yeah, really good story. So we really appreciate him coming on. Uh, let's get into these sponsors so that we can get into the show. Yeah, let's do some sponsors here. Um, Athlon Optics, new partner of ours. Uh, Andy has got something in my office that he's excited to try out. Absolutely. Uh, Which you've had, a, you've ran Athlon for a while now. You got a few of their scopes. Yeah, I got a couple but, of scopes uh, already on on my coyote rigs. And uh, you remember what scopes you you you've been running? I think the Argos. The Argos, the Argos uh, if I'm not mistaken, one one's <laughs> one's an eight by thirty two, like that one. I can see. Somebody picked their nose at a thousand yards. <laughs> uh, and then the other one is a six by 26, six by 24. Both of them are Argos, I think. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So I've got the, uh, uh, the Aries ETR mm -hmm. and, uh, haven't got to really use it in the field yet. And the Helos BTR Gen 2. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that Helos is 
I'm enjoying it so far. Um, only got to take three shots with it because the gun is having some issues, but yeah. um, it's, it's it's pretty sweet. It's pretty easy to to work with. I have to. I'm gonna read the uh, instruction manual on how to set the zero stop, but it looks like it's pretty self self explanatory and pretty easy to do. So they've uh, they've done a good job on those turrets too. Yeah, really good. I've been using the heck out of their binoculars. You know, the yeah. ones I've had before were just as they were smaller. You know, a smaller magnification, but the ones I got now, they're the regular 10 by 42s. And yeah. T- t- dude, they pick up so much light. And the freaking tripod. Oh, it's That's money, what I'm right? ex- most excited about is dude. the tripod. So I used the tripod sighting that gun in. Yeah. And I had one little thing that I'm like, I can't figure this out. And there's a, it's hard to say, but where the ball head meets the, the tripod, there's this little collar mm-hmm. that you can tighten yeah. or loosen. And I thought it was this little screw on the side because I didn't read the instructions. Who does that? <laughs> and I stripped that screw out real quick. I'm like, wow, that, and it's still loose. So you, you could kind of play a little bit. If you grab the gun, you, there was a little play in it. Yeah. Well, shout out to Russell, our, my brother-in-law, friend of the show, obviously. Uh, he figured out all you got to do is pull the thing, and it exposes the nut. And then you can turn it, and that is like – it's like having a crescent wrench on the damn uh, – right on the damn tripod for you and tighten that right up and gone. I take show me Oh, that. dude, it was great. Anyways, like I had my range finder checking my ranges, had my uh, binos that I would check, you know, stuff. And I had that little freaking hammock it's got. Yeah, the little bag. Call it the little, uh, that's, that's going to be great when we're out night hunting too. Oh yeah. I'm super excited for that. So much, it's so much lighter than the one I was using before. It's like four pounds lighter than the one I was running. Oh, no doubt about that. I, so, the one you were running, definitely. Yeah. So I'm yeah. super stoked about that. Just a smaller profile in general. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, So anyway, Athlon yeah. Optics. Check them out. Athlonoptics.com. Yep. Ridiculously good optics. Ridiculous. I have a hard time <laughs> saying say that, that word. Ridiculously good optics. <laughs> Camo fire. Flash sale. <laughs> you say know. that every time. No, I don't. You, you do. No, you do. What, what what crack are you smoking that you don't that you remember saying that? And know? then you take seven minutes to let actually get on. It let me look. <laughs> it's it up not going to be relevant whenever we see this. Yeah, yeah, but it's fun. Deer stands. Yep. Tree Deer stands. Tree stands. Deer stands. Tree. It's the same thing. You need to go away again for six weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Check them out. Camofire.com. Download the app and uh, get your daily uh, fix of stuff. Yeah, they got nothing but tree stand sticks right now. Yeah. Some blind chairs. Deer blinds. I am blinds. They're just blinds, bro. They're not deer blinds. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, I know I could, you're doing a I could, I could use that archery the, ground blind steak. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. would be handy. I hear you. Six bucks. Ain't nothing. Six bucks. Black Ovis. Check them out, blackovis.com. Use our code MWW10 for 10% off. Get on there and get anything. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, you know, it's an online store I mean, at this point. It's time uh well, you hear this, you got, what, about two weeks for rifle season? Mm-hmm. Maybe get yourself some. Just enough time, get some, yeah. Whatever, I mean, whatever your, whatever your needs are. They got what you need. Yeah. So, uh, Huntworth Gear, use the code MWW15 for 15% off. I don't think they're running any sales right now. Or uh, no, I don't believe so. So, um, uh, supposed to not be really cold coming up. So, I've been using yeah. my uh, Elkins midweight same mid-season I've been, stuff i've been using the ooh, i don't know if i should talk about it but uh yeah 
Uh, Talking but, about what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, here, if it does get colder, so like the other night, it was 45. Torrington. That's what I use. Torrington. Sorry. Scope? No. What? Like the, you see Elkins? Mine's like the Torrington. That's oh, like yours the sweatpants is, material almost. Yeah, yours is oh, the uh, right. the Tarnin. Sorry for the outburst. Yeah, yeah. Mine's, mine's a disruption. Yeah. No, pattern. no, I'm not talking pattern. I'm talking about, I think it's Torrington is the name of my like pants the midway because like. the there's mid, like two like different midway midway pants there's two and they're like sweatshirt material but they oh, also yeah, yeah. have the knee pads and so like, what yeah. i like about the elkins is it's windproof right yeah also elkins, it's sweet and uh so anyway i have never liked vests until we started working with huntworth i wore uh, my I my hoodie and vest. then i put my vest on mm-hmm yeah, I was good the rest of the night. So much yeah. mobility. In yeah, the and then arms. like you, you don't have any yeah, arm was, circles in the stand. It was nice. It was it was nice. So check them out at huntworthgear.com. Alps Outdoors. We want to. Uh, well, first we want to thank them, um, Zamberland, Black Ovis, um, for coming through big. We have a um, youth hunt that is this gone weekend. going on this weekend in our area, which will be done by the time, by the time this comes out. But Alps. Just like they did last year, came through big and donating some awesome items to the kids that are going to be in the youth hunt in our area. So uh, we appreciate them doing that. Go to their uh, website, alpsoutdoors.com. Use the code WOODSWATER for 30% off. Um, they, they've got some cool stuff and great company based right here in Missouri. Zamberland Boots, good stuff. Yep, been using mine every day. Got love them pair sitting right behind you yeah, actually i think there's two pair out here yeah so no we're huge fans of the zamberland boots so uh if you guys are needing a pair i'd get on there and check those out yeah. zamberlandusa.com last but not least habitat works I haven't talked to dust in a while hope he's doing well with hunts yeah hope he's getting to get out right now on I top of work yeah i haven't noticed anything on his facebook about being able to go hunting I'll yet te- i'll text him see how he's doing yeah but uh you know, use this. If you mention this, you can save yourself 15% on any of his services. You can call him at 816-752-7390 or email him at habitatworksllc at gmail.com. So, Did you uh, feel like you got back in the swing of things on those, those sponsors, Andy? Yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> it take me a minute. Do you know we got Athlon now? Was that news to you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave again. <laughs> Holy hell, we have Athlon Optics. That's awesome. Dicks. <laughs> I mean, um, we got to do this a little bit, don't we? Yeah, got to give you a little bit of shit. All right, so, all you right, ready to start the show? Yep. All right. Do you know what we do now? This is the Missouri. The <laughs> this is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. We'll give them a pass. All right, with us tonight we've got Chase Watson from northeast arkansas chase what's up man oh not much how are you guys we're doing pretty good well uh last week like a week from today we could probably be saying uh we're doing better than you (laughs) but now we can't because you look like you're doing pretty good and you've got a a nice deer uh, which none of us have (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're doing better than us right now (laughs) telling everybody that i'd do it again (laughs) yeah (laughs) knowing what you know now it's yeah yeah, might might be a good trade-off is what you're saying huh yeah yeah all right well before we start this show uh we're gonna have you introduce yourself we'll kind of get into um 
the story today, but uh, go ahead and tell everybody where you're, where you're from, what you do for a living. And uh, since you're not necessarily from Missouri, although you are very close, tell us just kind of one of your favorite things about being in the outdoors. Okay. Well, I'm Chase Watson. I'm from Corning, Arkansas. I doubt there's very many people that know where that's at, so I'll add in. I'm about 30 miles south of Poplar Bluff, Missouri, about 60 miles north of Jonesboro, Arkansas. Um, for a living, I sell fuel. To, uh, we're in a big agriculture area here. We sell fuel farmers, and that's basically basically it as far as about me. And I guess outdoors-wise, I've just hunted my whole life, and that's been one of the biggest ways for me to get away from everything and kind of been my go-to just pretty much my whole life. So Yeah. That's nice. When we, when we started this call and I introduced you to all of us, did you feel – a real connection with Micah. You Micah are blood brothers. Oh, can't I can't say that I did. You sh- are you sure? Because Micah's basically Hank Hill. You yeah. know, he sells propane. And propane he sells propane, and you sell fuel. So it's just like you know, you it's a brotherhood. It's a brotherhood, yeah. right? We've looked we've looked into the propane, but that's that's during hunting season. So you got to you got to work with that pretty hard. It, it, it's pretty rough. It's pretty rough when it comes to my deer hunting, but uh, I work for a great company and they treat me pretty good there, so I can't complain too much. Yeah. Yep. All right. So for the listeners that don't know, um, we've never met Chase before tonight. Uh, I just happened to be on. I don't even know what I was on uh, a couple days ago. Well, that too. Oh. And uh, saw a post about this guy that had this big deer in the parking lot of a hospital. And uh, wearing a hospital gown. Wearing a hospital (laughs) gown. I'm like, what in the hell is this? So I read about it a little bit. And long story short, I got on my Facebook and I just typed in this guy's name and tried to find him. And I did. And I sent him a message. And here we are recording with him uh, because. This is a story, a Tales of the Chase episode, if you will, that I have never freaking heard in my life. You never have heard a story like this one. And none of us three here sitting uh, in front of you really actually know the full story. We just kind of, I read a little blurb about what happened. So we're going to be all hearing this for the first time, kind of uh, along with everybody else. So, Yeah, I think you sent us a text message with a picture of it and said, hey, check this out. And yeah. there's a link to it. Yeah. And we're going to see if we can't, can't talk to this guy. So, so uh I'm a good detective, apparently. <laughs> but um, anyways, you you killed a badass deer, didn't you? What did he score? I did. He, uh, he's he been scored two times, both by one of each of my buddies. One of them scored him at 162 and an eighth, and the other one was just over 163, about 163 and two eighths. So he's somewhere. Just he's a somewhere baby. In. Just a baby. Sounds like you need to get rid of one friend. <laughs> <laughs> So He's somewhere, yeah, yeah. So this is this is a a world class deer, obviously, and then the story that goes along with it is you know what makes it even crazier. But um, is this a deer that you had known about and you had been uh, hunting for a few years, or what's what's the story with that? Well, that's the crazy thing. Last year, we last year was the first year that I can confirm it was the same deer, and we've kind of on our family farm. We've got a farm. It's about a four hundred and fifty acre hill farm is basically all it is cattle country just pretty much Mm -hmm. not it's never really had a good history for growing big deer but um he showed up last year i knew he was a four-year-old and he i mean he was a decent deer but he wasn't really one that 
I mean, he didn't just jump out. He wasn't just special. Like I've had other deer in the past that I put don't shoot limits on this deer and I didn't even put a no shoot limit on him. I didn't, didn't think that he would even anywhere do what he did. Well, I mean, so last year, I mean, I kind of just wrote him off. I mean, kept pictures of him. I had him all year, ended up finding his sheds. Um, this is where he got the name. We call him Scoob. We found his sheds Scoob. Scoob. right out in front of the, we've got a pond and the sheds were both, both of them were touching the water of the pond. So I called him Scuba. <laughs> like you know, Scoob just kind of flew a little better. So we named him that. Well then still at that time, I mean, we ended up taping him last year and we knew he had a lot better mass last year than we thought. Like I was thinking on trail camera, I was thinking he was 125 inch deer. We get the tape on him last year and obviously we're guessing the spread. I mean, it's hard to, hard to tell just going off of trail camera pictures, but we was thinking he was about 135, 136 inch deer last year. Still a good deer. Then he, uh, this summer, I mean, I started getting pictures of a deer and he had the same exact point going off the back and I could tell it was him. And I knew he started out hot, but I didn't know. I mean, pretty much until July, once it got to July, I started getting pictures of him. I'm like, all right. And that's basically where my whole season started. It was my on going in. Do you guys but, use any type of like mineral uh, program or any type of you know uh, I don't know feed like do you feed the deer? I mean, I don't know what, what can y'all do there? Right. I mean, yeah. what what can y'all do compared to like what we do? Yeah, we're. I mean, we can do anything we want to. Pretty much. Um, we started three years ago, and I really noticed it last year. We actually had a deer that would have been the biggest deer we've ever had but somehow in velvet he broke off i guess three times of his on mm. one side isn't that the most aggravating thing to see i truly 100, 175 inch deer and we had them all all early season last year he ended up getting shot on the neighboring property we weren't we were going to try to get him get him through another year but um, that's, that's leading back to the supplemental feeding we've been pretty hard we've got several feeders out and we'll feed them protein all summer and i think i think that that's really starting to make a difference in our deer herd <clears throat> along with too we're doing a lot of like timber stand improvements mm-hmm. hack and squirt and stuff like that and we've been running a lot of fires and i feel like just our native native vegetation is getting a lot better but that's basically see the jump that he took that's about the only thing that i can get to credit to that makes but, sense our buddy uh dustin williams would be proud of you yeah <laughs> tsi is something he is a big believer in and uh, of course that's what he does for a living so uh, obviously he's a big believer in it so he'd be uh, proud of you for doing stuff like that and that i mean it whether you're supplemental feeding or you know uh feeding them out of feeders or whatever you can do during the year or even during during the season those things are great but giving them good habitat is just as important of it honestly is is what dustin if you don't have the habitat to keep them and hold them there's i mean the feeding of it doesn't really do yeah that's only gonna that's only one one piece of the puzzle when it comes to it yeah definitely but then that leads us into i mean ever since i like i said about july i knew he was going to be the deer i wanted to go after so i really i'm i changed moved just about every trail camera that i had into his area trying to figure him out and i actually I guess it was, I think it was September the 26th, so about a month ago today, actually. Um, I hunted the first time, and I seen him the very first time I hunted him. I've actually got videos of him on my phone. I was hunting him out of a, a ground blind in a food plot, 
he come out the very first night. Got to about 70, as close as I ever got to him. And then that was basically, I don't know if he, I think he figured out that gig. I don't know if he'd smelled where I'd walked in or if something, somehow, you know, those big deer, they've got that sense. I feel like he knew he hunted there. And then that just really, it really started a cat and mouse game with him. I mean, I'd hunt one place over here and then I'd get him on another camera over here the same night that I'd be hunting. And that gets, gets really frustrating too <laughs> when you're trying to deer. I feel you, man. I've been going through the same thing this season. So I, I'll yeah. hunt one spot, they'll show up at the other. It's ner- It bugs the crap out of you. Like one night I was hunting him, and I was in a different food plot that he'd been in a couple nights before I went and hunted there. And as I was sitting there, it's getting about the good time, I don't know, six six 6.30 or so, and I get a picture of him 500 yards away from me in another food plot. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm out. there ain't even no point in me being here now. Yeah. The, the frustrating. Then I went into, I guess, about the whole last – 10 days, 10 to 14 days before I killed him. And he was just, he was frustrated. I couldn't figure him out. Couldn't about as low, low as I've been at any point in the year was that 10 day mark before I got him killed. And finally I just uh, decided I was going to go in, put the blitz on him is what I called it. And I had about eight cameras and I thought was his 30 acre block that he was living in most of the time. And finally I was able to get a, get a pretty good, pattern on him and that's when i late into the day that i went in to shoot him but is there quite a bit of timber in, in on you said about 450 acre family farm is there a decent yeah. amount of timber uh in there or how how is it kind of laid yeah. out what well, makes it so hard i'm gonna say of, of that 400 acres there's probably 20 acres open field okay oh, oh. So a lot of timber that so was it's, it's kind of open they get in those big woods. It's hard to hard to run them down, especially with the acorn crop that we've had this year. Yeah. So okay, um, so you kind of narrowed narrowed down to a, about a thirty acre area where he was really staying, um, and you started kind of really putting the the pressure, quote unquote, on getting getting him killed. What? Uh, so that one encounter you had with him in that food plot on september 26 was that the the only time you had seen him before the day you killed him that was the only time that i'd seen him the only time I'd seen him until the end and then i guess leading into the leading into the day i went back it was the saturday before i killed him i killed him on a monday i don't even remember it might have been the 17th or something like that now i can't can't remember exactly but um i went in there that saturday just diving into where I thought he thought he was. Found a lot of scrapes and everything was looking pretty good. So I hung a camera in there and we've had an old stand in there. And I went up it, did my whole routine, you know, climb up it, got your lineman's belt on, everything, shake shake the stand, shake the ladder. You know, I probably didn't give it I mean evidently I didn't give it the look <laughs> of all time, but and go in there that Monday and I everything's normal. I climb up, get up in it. Everything's fine there. I'm strapped in. I guess it's, oh, it was probably two hours before dark. First deer started moving. He threw me another curveball. He ended up coming from the exact, like, I thought he was going to come from the northeast, and he come from the southwest. So <laughs> I don't know how any more wrong than that. But he come up there, walked straight through my wind. I don't still don't know how he did did that without busting me got up there he was about 30 yards and i was thinking i mean he was about to come in looked like it was going to be a chip shot or 
15 yards. And then I see, I see him kind of throw his head up and look, and I look behind me and there's three or four does back there. And you know, that's the mm-hmm. last thing you want to see, right. especially downwind of you. Well, she starts stomping a little bit and he kind of gets nervous. So at this point I stand up and I swing around where I can shoot and he's probably, I didn't range. So I was guessing, I'm going to say he was about 35. Well, I shoot whenever I shoot, he goes straight down. So that's where I'm freaking out oh. thinking I've shot this deer. What did you shoot for? You get, you said you guessed 35. Yeah, I guess 35. Okay. And he was down me quite a bit too he was kind of in a, a bottom and i'm up on top of the ridge so it was a pretty steep angle but um as soon as i see him go down you know that's just i don't like seeing deer suffer like that right, so that, right. that was i was lowering the boat to the ground got it all the way down to the ground stepped over onto the very top it's ladder stick once i did that i've just always had a habit of unclipping from the safety harness once i get onto the ladder uh-huh ladder took two steps down it and that's when it's when it all went <laughs> oh so the ladder went on you yeah ladder the strap the top strap on the ladder is what broke was it a ladder stand or was it like a hang-on stand and you had the you know just the ladder going up the tree itself it was a hang-on stand and i just had the ladder the ladder okay. was separate i got you it's like a one-piece <clears throat> ladder with steps yeah mm. so what happened i yep. mean at that moment obviously you fell and it's no um, secret you got hurt. Um, yeah, well, at that, I don't really remember much of the fall. Mm. I can remember. I feel like I can remember feeling like I was falling parallel. Yeah. I don't remember hitting the ground. I remember, I mean, I, I guess once I hit the ground, I remember it's probably still all adrenaline, but I was like, all right, dude, you're fine. Like, go get this deer. Let's go finish him off. So I work my way over to a tree. I stand myself up, and I get down there, and I do shoot the deer again and finish him off oh, down wow. there. But at that point, I'm starting to feel it a little bit. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to walk back up here, get back up to the top of the hill because I'm 35 yards down in the bottom of a little gully. I get back up there, and there's actually an ATV trail there. So I get myself back up to that ATV trail. I can feel it. I'm starting to feel it pretty good. And at that point, Holy you know, God. I don't really want to call anybody because that's not really a, a phone yeah. call you want to make to somebody freak them out. But um, at that point, I thought my best move was to make the phone call. And I uh, called my dad, <laughs> told him to come get me. And how the hell do you, the, the, how, how, what do you say? <laughs> like, hey, dad, uh, some good news and some bad news. <laughs> yeah. I just uh, smoked I, a I giant. just <laughs> smoked a monster, but I messed up. <laughs> You know, like, what do you do? I didn't even tell him I shot the deer. I just said, hey, I fell out of my stand. I need some help. Yeah. And he's, that's been about the roughest part of it was hearing his voice and hearing the fear in his voice. Yeah. That was, yeah. been one of the roughest, roughest parts on me through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But, For sure. Yeah. You must have been hurting at that point. Yeah. So but he was, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I'm going to say he was, um, he was in corning. And our hunting farm's about 30 minutes away from there. Ooh. So that's – that 30 minutes seemed like about two hours. <laughs> yeah, I bet so. And, and I, I mean, I hate to jump up a little bit. So what did you end up hurting on yourself? You know, what what was injured exactly? Um, I've got a fractured fibula in my right leg. Holy crap. That ain't I've good. I've got, got a – 
compression fracture in my lower back, which is like, I don't know if you're familiar with the whole back anatomy, but it's a L1, L2, L3 fracture. And then I've got a deep bone bruise in my left heel, which let me tell you, that bone bruise bothered me about as bad as anything in that heel. I've it's heard, hard to I've, walk. yeah, I've heard of anytime you get a bruise on the bottom of your foot, it's like one of the most excruciating pains ever. I mean, yeah. But geez, so with a broken but, leg and a broken back, you walk down to this deer. <laughs> yeah, put an arrow in him again. My gosh, yeah. adrenaline is an amazing thing. Even drawing <laughs> your bow with a broken back. Right, oh, right, yeah. Man, I can't even imagine. It was with a was it with a compound or were you shooting a crossbow? No, it was a crossbow. Okay, actually, normally first buck that I've killed with a crossbow, and I just we've been busy this summer and I hadn't hadn't shot the compound bow enough to feel feel comfortable with it, so I just got the crossbow that out. That actually makes it even worse because yeah. you had to cock it. You had to co- recock it, and actually, uh, I can be the first to say I took my sons out today to shoot their crossbow um, to get ready for youth season. Um, since I don't think I'm gonna have a rifle ready and, um, it's got that, uh, I think it's called the Accu draw system that makes it easier, but it's still, you gotta, you know, crank on this deal. And if you've got a, a rope that you got to use, that's not the easiest thing to do. So you had to re-cock that thing with a yeah. broken back. <laughs> broken yeah. broken so, leg so do you, did you have like the crank deal on it or does, did you have to hook the rope on and pull and I'd, had to hook the rope on and pull it it's a just a mission crossbow and i don't have the uh, oh. i don't have the crank system on it so i had to pull it oh damn geez. man man adrenaline <laughs> i mean that's yeah. all that's, I, I guarantee you that's the only thing that made I mean, it where you could do that at that point literally the only thing going through my mind was make sure here's done yeah i mean i really i can remember hitting the ground and yelling but i don't really remember feeling that much pain in that point in time right. so i don't but so how how far was your fall you reckon well those climbing sticks were 20 foot sticks and i think i was my feet were on the very bottom ring of the top climbing sticks i'm gonna say my feet were probably 16 feet Ooh, somewhere in there head probably that's a fall right there mm-hmm. and did you fall downhill because that would have made it farther or did you fall like into a hill no it was slightly down just a little okay so yeah you're probably it was probably 20 foot or better yeah yeah but honestly i think somehow i had to have got my feet around for me to break my heel and my right your my, feet were uh, down so i think that i mean in my opinion i don't think i could have fell any better yeah, yeah. so what uh so your dad found your dad got there um he come out and got you and obviously probably rushed you to the hospital immediately yeah and that, uh you know you got all like, did you have to have surgeries or anything like that yet? Or, I mean, just basically. That's the worst. The worst part of the whole thing. Was the It's about a 45-minute car ride from where we were at to the emergency room. Mm. That was some pain right there. Everything was starting to wear off. And I was, we actually passed through one town. And they had a hospital there. And I was begging him to stop. But he's not a big fan of that hospital that was there. <laughs> so we blew that town. And I was really really in some pain which it was almost a godsend kind of thing just for the fact that my sister-in-law was working in the emergency room that we were going to so she had everything signed in everything ready to go so as soon as i rolled through the door i mean there's an emergency room sitting there full of people and then they rolled me straight to the back so i didn't have to 
about anything or nothing like that. So. It's, it's always nice to know people. Yes, yeah, it, <laughs> it is. So at what point, um, at some point, somebody found out you shot a deer, right? I mean, yeah. you did, You know, you, you mentioned you didn't even say anything to your dad when you first called him about the deer, but at some point somebody found out, um, and, you know, you're in the hospital at this point, probably not even thinking about the deer at that moment, I'm guessing, a lot. Uh, as much pain as you probably got in what were you uh you were focusing on you know what you had to deal with what was happening i mean how did how did the story go outside of the hospital right you know in that time frame for him to uh be recovered the best sir the funny thing was when my dad got there his first question was he said like son why were you trying to get like what were you doing to fall out of the deer stand at six six thirty 30 something minutes before dark and i said hey if you'll go right down that hill about 50 yards and look you'll know find out (laughs) i told him i said hey just go down there because i hadn't i hadn't put my hands on him at this time i said just make sure he's dead like i just want to make sure he's not suffering so he takes off running down there i didn't hear this till later but there's a little barbed wire fence down there apparently he found the fence tripped over it that adds to the story there a little bit but uh, almost had to call a third person (laughs) Yeah. Also, at the same time, too, whenever I was waiting on him to come, I called. He's my best friend, and he's actually the guy that went and got the deer out for me. And I said, hey, man, like, this is what's happened. He knew that I was hunting this deer. He knew where I was at and everything. And I said, um, I mean, man, do you mind come get this deer? I don't want don't want the coyotes to get it or nothing like mm-hmm. that. And he said, absolutely. So he was there. We met him on the way to the hospital. I'm going to say he had the deer loaded and cleaned and taken care of by, I mean, two hours after I shot it anyway. So that's where it's come from. The whole time I'm in the emergency room, you said I probably wasn't thinking much about that deer. Well, they were sitting there and everybody was going on. I was taking these x-rays and CT scans and all this right here. I'm texting him the whole time. I'm like, hey, dude, what he scored? Like, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't have it done yet. So I called his, or, uh, his girlfriend, fiance now actually, she texted me and she said, oh, he's not done. He said, he's done with one side. I'm like, what did the one side score? And it was his good side. And she texted me and she said 75. And at that point I'm thinking, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a damn good deer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I'm starting to do a little math in my head. I said, I know that other side is a little smaller, but I, said, I think this is going to be 160 something inch deer. <laughs> yeah. That'll, that'll ease the little pain off of you. <laughs> Got that drilling going a little bit. Yeah. That's better. a good, that's a good friend. I think these two would have probably tagged the deer for themselves if it was me. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. <laughs> Might be the most expensive 160 some inch deer you'll ever shoot in your life at this point. Yeah, I but, probably uh, went and bought me one a lot cheaper. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, you know that. that what, what's your best friend's name? Do you, do you mind sharing? Yeah, it's Clay Heron. Clay. Shout Clay out to Heron. Clay. You yeah, sound sure. you sound like a real one because yeah. Yeah. you know you got a buddy. Seriously, who, they would have tagged my deer. <laughs> <laughs> you know they. Uh, I had to- I think i owe him a steak dinner or something like that maybe 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 he gets backstrap maybe he gets the good meat off this this deer is all i'm saying hey we can get out too he shot at him a 155 inch deer two days later so oh wow so he got a, dang got a having good. a week that's good yeah. karma for you right there yes it is that's pretty awesome well congrats clay and uh awesome job of being a good friend because uh you know that's that that's just such a weird situation you got to be thinking about clay sitting there at his house or get, just get done, you know, hunting. And he gets a text message from his buddy saying, all right, two things. <laughs> I shot 160 inch deer, but I'm in the hospital cause I, I broke up. <laughs> like, you know, you got to process all that. Now, can you go take care of it for me? 
or you know can you help me out uh, it's just got to be inch weird to get that that phone call um and then he you know he did that for you and took care of him and you know the yeah. real question is i mean you're in arkansas you're you know you're down there there's i'm sure a lot of hunters how many people were in the parking lot looking at that deer with you oh. um whenever he pulled up out there at the hospital it was funny i mean we had us a crowd i mean he wasn't there five <laughs> minutes underground there there was people taking pictures and people looking out the windows i'm sure i'm sure there were some people that were petrified from it but <laughs> oh yeah there's always those but yeah we don't As care I about fig- that. i figured being you know in kind of the area you're in there's some some fellow hunters that were probably uh admiring your work you can shout out shout out to the nurses too i don't know how doubt that they'll ever hear this but um, they literally had to break me out of the icu like <laughs> act like they to get you outside you know how much you know how much begging and bargaining that takes to get them to do that for you too but <laughs> That's awesome. So did he bring that to you? Did he bring him to you the same day, same evening? No, I shot him that night, and then he brought him to me. He got him all taken care of and had him on ice and everything, had him stuffed full of ice, but he yeah. come to me the next Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I do remember being a daytime picture now that you say that. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. Well, shout out to your, your buddy, to your dad, to mm-hmm. the nurses that broke you out of ICU. Heck yeah. But uh, – <laughs> You know, and that's what's crazy about the story is, um, you know, falling out of a tree. I mean, we all talk about it all the time. All four of us sitting, or all three of us sitting in this room and even Chase, you know, every single one of us probably at some point in our life have hunted without a safety harness on. Oh, I used to never. I used to never wear one. And my, I would always fall asleep in a deer stand. I've caught myself like inches yeah. from falling face first. And then I had a buddy who fell out of stand and... Yep. I've worn a harness ever since. Yeah, and well, you know why I wear a harness. I mean, because of you, mostly. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, uh, you know, we've all done that, and, you know, you just don't think about it much. And in in this case, for the listener, you did Chase have a harness. did have a yeah, harness. You did everything that I would have done. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people out there that do wear harnesses but don't have the other side of it, which is the lifeline that goes up and down the tree. And that's us, you know. I don't. I don't have a lifeline. We have harnesses. All of us wear them, Mm -hmm. but we don't have lifelines. And you know, you do. Yeah. Oh yeah, you did. You got some this year. I got got some from River's Edge, so I've been putting those. But I've been start looking at them, and I've looked at them in the past. But I mean, you start thinking you've got thirty, forty deer stands up over there, and you're going thirty dollars a piece. That adds up. It does. It does. It does. It's uh, be now but <laughs> <laughs> a little easier to spend that money now for yeah. sure because you, you got to think i mean that's where you're vulnerable is from that you get up to this the height of the stand you're going in and you're still not hooked in yet but you're coming from one thing that's that's strapped in to another thing that's strapped in so your your odds of failure go up because now you're adding two items into the mix and uh you know, I never really gave that much thought, honestly, until I kind of heard your story. The transition. The transition between sticks to stand and how often I – w- I would love to see a study sometime. I'm sure we won't find see one. But if people like, fall, where do they fall often, from? Yeah, if they fall, where do they fall from? Because my fall, we talked about before we started recording. We've talked about it on our show before. I fell 18 foot out of the same situation you were in. I got to the top of the, the sticks. I went to put my weight on – um, the very top stick to get into the stand and the rope broke and I fell straight back. 
So it was that transition from the top stick into the stand, just like you. Um, yeah. I'd love to see, you know, what what percentage of people are falling out of the stand compared to the, off the sticks, compared to the transition from sticks to stand. Um, because you're you're kind of proof that you were being as safe as you thought you should be, and it still didn't matter, right? Never. I mean, most of the time, too, if I'm hunting – that's probably the first time I've been in a permanent stand on that farm in I'd say two or three years. I've started saddle hunting, oh. going in saddle hunting like that. You're on the, you're, I mean, you're on the tree 20, you can't get off the tree then. I mean, that's people seem to act like that's not very safe, but I mean, you're literally connected to the tree from the moment you leave the ground when you do that. So, yeah. And that's a big, that's a big plus for hunting out of a saddle. I mean, yeah. we, none yeah. of us do it yet. I'd really like to give it a shot. But, yeah. I want to get into it for sure. Um, it's because the second you put that that rope around the tree, you're in. Um, yeah. So you you slip off a set of sticks as you're climbing, or something happens. You might you know eat some bark, stuff like that, but you're not falling yeah. 18 feet. Um. So that that's a that's a hell of a I mean, walking away from that with injuries, un, unfortunately, but. You know, hopefully you'll get over them. I mean, how how you doing? What are what are they saying about your leg? Right now, they're saying the fibula basically it's a non weight bearing bone, so there's not really anything that they can do for that. They suggested a splint, like they had a splint on me whenever I was in the ICU. But I finally found one doctor that I don't know if he was supposed to tell me, but he told me it was really just precautionary to keep me from hitting it. It wasn't really going to do anything, so I finally convinced somebody to cut it off. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I was on. I was on crutches for about two days. Finally, I just decided I'll walk on my tippy toe on one foot and just bear the pain on the other. So I've ditched the crutches now. Mm. But um, so I guess I'm planning on this weekend, Saturday, being back at them hunting again. I mean, at least getting out and moving the cameras, trying to find find the next target, I guess you could call them. But that's the plan. I go, I guess I leave next Thursday to go to Kansas. Okay. So. We're, we're hopping right back into it. It's not going to hold that much. So uh, what, what if anything, do you take away from this experience? You know, some learning points. I think the biggest thing is just slow down. I was in a rush to get down that tree, which I don't – I guess it could have happened at any time. But How do you not be at that point, though? Right. I mean, yeah. I don't – I mean, uh, basically the lifeline is the only thing that I've learned that I'm going to specifically have on any – Anytime I'm going to do something like that again, I will be connected from the ground to the very top at all times. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's my biggest takeaway from it. I, I would say there's a good portion of our listeners out there that, like we kind of said already, do wear harnesses but don't have lifelines. Yeah. You know, there's another way to kind of do that too, which I'm not pretending to be some safety expert, but you could also wear a lineman's belt. You know, like a lot of times when you're running a gun and go around the tree, put your lineman's yeah. belt around the tree while you're going up it. Yeah, it's but it's those, a form of safety. Yeah, but those are that depends on what type of tree you're in too. Mm-hmm. Like that head, yeah, that hedge tree I, I have a stand in. There's no way you could do it with that one, just with all too the branches. branches and yeah, that's true. All that. That's true. So, that's definitely know, true. But I I, th- I think you're right. People just you need to slow down and you know think about these things, you know, beforehand. Yeah. So. And and a big thing, Chase, uh, you had mentioned uh, that the stand had been there for a while. Change yep. your straps. 
Yeah. I mean, you're looking at a $8 ratchet strap. Right. Yep. Especially, I mean, that's what I've been thinking too. I mean, at least go do the top two. <laughs> yeah. Top two. Yeah. You want to try to get them, them bottom two. I mean, I guess if you want to risk that, go ahead. But right. those top twos, they're pretty important. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, it's uh, like you said, a cheap fix, a cheap thing to do. Um, I had the exp- an experience two weeks ago uh, cutting shooting lanes in, in a two-man stand, getting ready for, with my brother-in-law. We've told the story, I think, on the show. But I got I got up there, kind of told him where I wanted some, some branches cut, and I noticed the, the strap was a little loose in the stand, so I went to tighten it, and as soon as I gave it that first tighten, it snapped. Yeah. Thankfully, it was a two-man stand where I could just kind of hold it for a second until he come over and grab the, the ladder, and I kind of shimmy down. But, you know, it can, it, it's really easy. And, and that was a strap that was three, four years old at that point. And yeah, that's what I'm, I think this stand was hung about three years ago. But like I said, I mean, I, I went up it and I gave it the shake test. So I guess you guys can imagine how good of a test that was, but it passed it that day. Yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't the stand. I mean, really, I go up, I give my stands a shake test the same, same exact way you do. I leave mine, leave mine out. Just, I think most of us probably leave them out. But, uh, I didn't think about my steps. I just ran up my steps, you know, my the separated sections. I got there. I immediately hooked in, and I stepped on and kind of gave it the shake. Well, I shaked it, and I stepped on it and kind of gave a little hold on to the tree. <laughs> yeah, a little bounce. A little bit. <laughs> but I didn't think about my step at all. Yeah. And it's it's an easy thing to overlook. There's other things that you're, you know, you're wanting to do that summer, right? Trim shooting lanes. Have cameras out. Um hang newsstands in different areas that you might want to get after you know whatever it's easy to go and eh, this this will be fine you know another year this one will be fine another year i did it last year It'll give be it the right. shake chat the shake test like you just said um yeah but it's a it's a good lesson to remember that eventually something's gonna break i mean if stuff doesn't last forever and that stuff will you know kind of weather over the years and we don't you know northeast uh northeast arkansas things still get cold and still get snowy and you know nasty so straps don't last forever yeah so you said you're going out next week hopefully do you know of do you know of another one that you're after is there is there any other targets that you're aware of yet not really i've got another property that typically has the bigger deer it's a river bottom property um I haven't really got to dive into it much just because I mean, I ran some cameras on it in the summer. I didn't have anything to pique my interest near as much as the one that I ended up killing. So, but I plan on plan on diving into that and setting it up and just seeing, seeing what's there. Our gun season comes in in about two and a half weeks. So yep. I, I'm pretty well, I'm going to limit myself to the ground for a while, at least ground <laughs> blinds are on the ground one, but I'm going to say, Maybe the middle of December or something, we'll get back in a tree. Yeah. There you go. Give yourself yeah. a little time. It'd be an odd call to be like, you're never going to freaking guess what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> so when yeah, is – I'd probably call somebody else. I don't think I'd call my dad again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his level of uh, uh, care might go from uh, really concerned this the first time to really pissed at you the second time, right? <laughs> you dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How many – how many bucks can you guys get down there in Arkansas? Is it just two, or can y'all get more than that? Two? Yeah. Okay. Two deer steak. So are, are you like Missouri where you can only kill one 
archery buck before rifle season? Nope. If I wanted to right now, I could go kill another one. I could have killed another one that same afternoon. Gotcha. Okay. But, yeah, so that's where we're different. We, yeah, we have ours, to. you can get one the first portion of bow, and then you can't get another one till rifle season or after. So, yeah. But if you didn't get one the first part of bow season, you can harvest two the later part of the year after gun season. Right. So, yeah. River bottom property that we have, it borders Missouri, and everything that's in Missouri that touches it is public land. Oh. So I've thought of past two, which I've never really done it just because there's so much pressure and stuff on it. But if I was to get on another Arkansas buck and get him killed here next two or three weeks, maybe even to a month, look into buying my Missouri license and there that'd be an opportunity to a third one right there it ain't expensive but, that's no. that's I mean that's that's why states. a lot of people come to Missouri because it's a guaranteed tag and it's not that bad yeah it's, I want to say it's like 250 50. yeah is it 250 I'm pretty sure it's something like yeah that. I, I think it's right around three or less well, so it's yeah. not bad I know it's one of the cheapest yeah. states and yeah. there is Paid 80 bucks for a Kansas tag how much 580 dollars Damn, that's getting elky right there. That's how much and we that's pay for elk tag. That's pretty damn close to what elk tag was. When no I started kidding. going. Is that? Yeah. Do you have to have points? Do you have to build up points to get that tag? Or well, you have to draw Kansas. There's, you have to draw it, and there's some people that have started not getting it every year. So like, there's some people that have been getting it every other year. But the unit we've been going to, I think, I guess it's a lower, lower. So we've got it. I mean, we've got it two years in a row. Nice. So. What part of Kansas is it? I mean, not supposed to ask that question. I just want to know what region. I don't want to know what unit. It's Southwest Kansas. Southwest. Okay. Nice. Um, Is it public land type of stuff that you're going after there? No, we've actually. I don't know if you guys are familiar with like that Quest Hunt tournament. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. We were at that banquet. I guess it was two years now, and we were sitting around there, and we actually sat at the table with some guys that were from Kansas. Got to talking to them, and that's who's got us hooked up out there. Okay. Uh, oh, nice. They were there, and then we met them back out there at that quest tournament again last year. And uh, my buddy last year, he drew a mule deer tag and went out there, and he shot, I mean, it was a pretty good mule deer, about a 100, 145-inch mule deer, so pretty good one for out there. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we, um, we've we done the quest tournament every year. Yeah. Andy's still uh, – me and this Michael year. forgot this year. I've – I've, this is one of the first years I didn't do it, and um, yeah. we actually had Jeff on our show a few years ago, and we were going to go down to the same year that you went and actually record people, and then we forgot about it and didn't yeah, go. Yeah, I think it just, <laughs> did, it just didn't work out. Yeah. So we need to try yeah. to make it out to that banquet. I've heard it's a lot of fun. Well, that was, it if is. I'm not mistaken, the COVID year. That Real was. Yeah, that's right. Awesome. So When's the rut hit for you guys? So I know, like, for us, it should start here in about a week, two weeks. Yeah, that's, it's it's crazy, but the river farm and the hill farm we've got, I mean, they're 35 miles apart. Mm-hmm. Like, they're different subspecies of deer. I don't know. I mean, the river bottom deer, they just look different, so it's kind of weird. But, like, I'd say our hill deer, like you said, about another week or so, mm-hmm. starting to be pre-rut and stuff right now. Yep. You get to the river bottom. I mean, you're looking Thanksgiving the first week of December. That's how different it is. Are you serious? 40... It's crazy. I mean, whenever everybody goes to duck, whenever those river bottom bucks are starting, starting. And that's moves. a. It sounds like that's a farther north property too. Yeah, seems like. I would it's think a... it'd be flipped. Yeah, 
but it's also i mean i've saw something where they say like in arkansas there's like six different subspecies or something of deer really? and there's definitely like i've killed deer in those bottoms and took them out there same day my friends and stuff killed them out there at the hill property mm-hmm. and it's just i mean they're totally different animals it's really weird but hmm. fascinating that yeah, is fascinating i might have to do some uh an nda show on that again subspecies of deer because i mean you you do hear about um you know, like florida florida deal deer uh being like so tiny compared to like what we got here and obviously mm-hmm. that's a food thing mostly but you know are they both whitetail whitetail or is it over the years a, a deer in the you know the glades of florida has turned into something different than a deer in the cornfields of missouri right you know what i'm saying right. something that might blow your mind too that deer that i shot this past past week 162 inch deer he weighed 151 pounds with his guts in him dang that's tiny that is little that's that crazy. is i know is that and normal is that normal for them deer in the hills Yes. I, I mean, the biggest one I've ever seen come over there probably wouldn't even touch 200. I'm going to say the biggest ones would be about 180 pounds. But then oh. you get to those river bottoms, they're 190 to 200 on average. I mean, you'll get 220-pound deer out of there. So hmm. it's just crazy the difference. But Yeah, I mean, and that that's just odd because they've – a lot of that is just obviously what they're eating. I mean, the, the yeah. deer up here that we hunt are – uh, by and large, well fed because they're in ag country. Uh, if I remember correctly, he weighed almost 300 pounds on the hoof, um, yeah, with guts in them. And you know, it's just uh, well, they get to eat corn all day long and beans and whatever they feel like, you know, all summer and, and winter compared to a deer yeah. that is in nothing but hill country that eats on acorns, eats on acorns and what it, it can <laughs> find. I think here, yeah. if anything, they lack minerals compared to that. Unless like, you know, food sewers, like protein, they don't like protein. They like more of their, their minerals, um, here, if that makes them, cause we're so, you know, that we don't have natural salt licks as, as often right. as other places. We have your, your protein food source, which, which is why sense. we use Lucky Which is why, <laughs> which is why <laughs> we, we use Lucky We supplement them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that's crazy, man. So, you're gonna go after another hopefully shooter. Uh, I, I did not expect to hear you say you're gonna be hunting again soon. That that's awesome. I was I, I didn't know really how you were doing. So um, actually, as soon as we got on the call and you were sitting up straight without uh, some brace on or something, I thought that's a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> He's moving around a little bit. That's good. I got a brace on underneath this hoodie right here. Hey, I got to wear a brace for eight weeks. Can't but. tell it. So that's good. Um, and you're going to go out in Kansas and chase some, some bucks too. So sounds That's like you're cool. not letting an injury stop you. That's awesome. It is. That's great. How, are you going to milk not going back to work though? Till, you know, season's <laughs> over? Um, it's a family business. So I was back at work last month. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Four days off out of it. Four days off. Oh, wow. I break my back and my leg and my foot. <laughs> I got to go back to work in four days. My back is broken. <laughs> yeah, but what is it? Spinal. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, they, they stay on me pretty hard about not not lifting anything or nothing like that. So it, it's pretty limited, but we're yeah. good. <laughs> yep. That's crazy. Crazy. crazy well, crazy. man, um, that, that's, a, that's a crazy story. And, I mean, just I guess if you're going to fall out of a tree, it's best after you just shot a giant deer. Yeah, I, I guess, you know, you just you've never heard a story of that way. If you've fallen out of a tree, usually it's not a good story. But your story, while it still sort of sucked, I mean, at least you could sit there in the hospital and go, 
Yeah, but I killed a beast. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. There was every doctor that come by there too was like, "Hey, let me see a picture of this deer." Like I've, <laughs> I've heard this. I mean, it's That's great. It's it's almost like you can sit there and go, "This is going to be totally worth it." But um, yeah, yeah, you know, hey, it's better than the alternative, which is yeah. you could have gotten hurt and then just been like, "And I scared him away as I fell out because all this stuff," you know. But no, we're definitely glad you're uh, on the mend. Glad you're doing good, though, man. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. Yeah, um, you got anything else uh, that you'd like to talk about before we? Uh, any shout outs or the, yeah any shout outs already. any uh we already gave a thank you to your buddy and and uh your pops for coming to get you that's that's pretty much it i mean i guess we can say thanks to my wife for babying me for the whole last that's what he's milking week. there we I go. Was gonna say that's yeah, what he needs to be go. milking <laughs> babe i can't go i can't go do that my heel's killing me yeah. <laughs> well wait you just got home from hunting yeah i realized that but now it's sore i'm <laughs> <laughs> Heels sore from hurting, but she's been taking care of me and a three-month-old baby too. So that's oh, been man. Ooh, yeah, yeah. That, that'd be rough. That. Yeah. So I'm guessing at some point you did have reality hit you and say, hey, you know, yeah. I I should count my blessings because you know I've got a little oh. a little one at home, and you know this very, this could have been much worse than it than it really was. Yes, I mean I like I said I've told everybody everybody that I've come in contact with asked me about it is I mean I feel fortunate to be in the situation that i'm in for sure i don't think that it could have been any better yeah but. yeah that, that'll really put it in, is this your first child that you yeah 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 that'll really put it in a perspective when you got a three-month-old at home that you know you're experiencing all kinds of new new things with the baby and you know you're sitting in there in the hospital bed probably going i could have i could have been gone from their life and it could have yeah. been you know i I don't get to experience any of the things that their life would have held. So it's, it does make you yeah. kind of go, yeah, those lifelines, maybe they are worth it, you know, down the road, or maybe I need to be just a little slower. Like you just said, you know, no deer is really worth being, being a father who's no longer around. And unfortunately, or fortunately for you, you're, you're going to still be around, but unfortunately, you know, we hear stories every year of, of guys and gals that aren't so lucky. So, um yeah chase is living testament to just slowing down a little bit and you know learning from what happened you know learning from what what happened to you and we've all been there and we're all going to continue to be there so if there's anybody out there listening that is thinking about maybe doing lifelines or doing things a little bit differently take it from chase and and me i've had it happen too uh it can happen and Sometimes you break a leg, sometimes you walk away from it, but you never know. So anyways, man, congratulations on a, a crazy story. Uh and awesome deer. Awesome yep. deer. And uh I mean Good luck. Do you the know rest how many season. do you know how many websites have posted a picture of that deer, Yao? I mean, I don't there's there's no telling. I mean it got on the NRA's page. Holy hell. Instagram, so it's I don't know. It's been kind of fun reading through there, reading all the comments, the different comments, yeah. the non-hunting people's comments. That's that's been pretty pretty interesting. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Just laughing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, congratulations to you. Uh, hope you get on a quick mend, um, and you know you get on something else. And hope you smoke a giant in Kansas. Yeah. Good luck the rest of the season, man. Yeah. I appreciate. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. All right. See you.
Well, today, this is tomorrow. <laughs> do it live. Do it live. Well, that was a good it. show. No, that was, good, was, man. Good talk. Good dude right there. Good to talk to. Glad he's all right. You know, that's a scary situation. I'm sure, you know, having those thoughts and feelings go through your head, something like that. And honestly, I would have done anything different than what he did. I do it every time I go right oh, now. Oh, I know. I mean, every. I mean, that's – I would I would assume that's probably 90% of hunters. It. Oh, that's yeah. what they do. I'd say he did more than probably 90% because he – Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, yeah, I don't – Because he, har- he harnessed. Yeah, he was harnessed. Well, that's, he says he normally gets on the ladder, then unhooks. I'll be honest with you. I, I stand up, get my stuff on, unhook, and then climb on the ladder. Yeah, I, I have some of the some of my stands. They have the rope or whatever, mm-hmm. and that was because, you know, I I t- talked to our contact there at River's Edge, but years past it, it wasn't like that. You know, yeah. I I was pretty bad about not wearing a harness and stuff, and you know, I just came to the realization I got kids at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if I don't go to work for whatever reason, things are gonna get bad real quick. So right. I just don't take that chance anymore. So, yeah, no, but uh, it's something for people to think about because a lot of people think about falling out of a tree. And when you think of falling out of a tree, you think falling out of a stand. Falling straight down from a stand, yeah. You don't think about falling off of sticks a lot. I mean, we all know it happens. We all know it happens. But I, I would almost like, I'd be willing to bet that more tree stand accidents happen from the transition from the sticks to the stand than they do from falling out of the actual Mm -hmm. stand. I could be wrong, but. It just seems like there's a lot that can go wrong in that spot. Think about it. You got two straps that could break on one on either item. You also have the op, the thing of getting in and out of a stand from a, a set of sticks, so you could you could misstep, you could right. uh, lose your balance, you know, all that stuff. Well, you also think the leverage of the weight you're putting on those sticks, so you're standing on them, you're also pulling on them as you're right, climbing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when I, I mean, when I fell years ago, that was what I was doing. I was pulling on that top rope, and snap, it went. So I would almost be willing to bet more of those happen in that transition than they do once you're actually into the stand. But, I mean, I don't know that. There's no research that I know of, but that's something to think about, folks, you know, is that lifeline and, you know, being tied off on the climb and not just when you're up there. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> but hey, if you're gonna fall out of a freaking tree, you might as well kill it one sixty. Well kill it one sixty first. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty, pretty, just a crazy story. We're glad he's okay, and it sounds like you know, a little bit of time, he's gonna make a pretty good recovery. So, uh, Chase, we really appreciate your time coming on tonight, and uh, we'll holler at you guys later. Are we seriously? Man, uh, we're, we, Mike, did you work at a dairy before this? No, I did not. You're really milking this. <laughs> okay. You, you can't you can't sit there with a straight face and tell me that's better than any of the shit I've been bringing for six weeks. I mean, he. I, don't I was worry, really I expecting don't. Micah to give me shit before I, we ended it, so I was I was waiting for that comment. But he was just trying to like get straight off here. He rushed it a little bit. Yeah, I had to rush that, so I apologize. I but, mean, yeah. I I I I agree that that's what he did, but I'm just saying. You didn't say anything to Andy just now about that being a bad joke. You know what I'm saying? And every week you say mine are bad. Because yours are you bad. You hurt my feelings. Because most of the time they just 
you just literally read something off the interwebs, and <laughs> where you think Andy's getting it? You think he's making? I this know, up? but his like <laughs> his his are brought up in conversation, or you know he's I have he, done, no, he's no, not no. like hey I'm going to tell you a dad joke real quick. I have done that a few times. Like, yeah, I have you done did that, that a, a handful of times. And the listeners know they know when you're phoning it in, dude. <laughs> <laughs> if everybody could have it's seen the pure, look he just gave, it's not pure. Oh man! All right, can we get off here now, Andy? Thanks for coming back, man. We appreciate. You it. gonna try to come back next week? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> let's see how long this. Let's see how much, how much more farming he's got left. That's right. You know. So, all right. See you guys. Might be a whole lot more <laughs> if this shit keeps up. <laughs> see you. Bye.